Welcome to the Startup of the Year podcast, where each episode we showcase exciting new companies from around the world. This podcast is produced by Established, creators of the Startup of the Year program. Established is focused on helping organizations with their innovation, startup, and communication strategies. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Start of the Year podcast. I'm Frank Gruber, and on, on this episode, we're going to include a recap of our Startup of the Year online pitch event, which we hosted recently, focused on honoring U.S. veteran founders. So hopefully you enjoy that. It was a great event. We had a number of startups participating. They included GovLea, Milk Money Kitchens, uh, Target Arm, T-Care, and True Gem. True Genomics, which all did very well pitching uh, to a group of judges, which included Barunda Prince, who was a chief uh, innovation officer at B6, Jason Radchi, who's a uh, partner at AF Ventures and a member of AFWorks, uh, Darren Burrell, who's the president and founder of Veteran Ventures Capital, and Kim Folsom, who's the co- uh, CEO and co-founder of uh, Founders First Capital Partners and the founder of Lyft Development Enterprises. So great group of judges, great group of startups. It was a lot of fun. Uh, before we jump in, though, I wanted to introduce a new segment or a new set of segments here on the podcast. We're actually going to be having um, some of our established team members who are, you know, the powers behind the Startup of Your program join us uh, every week and share some of their insights, some of the things they're, they're seeing out in the field, some tips and tricks, and, and some of their expertise for all of our listeners. So first, I want to kick it off by, by introducing our VP of Engagement at Established, Rich Malloy. He's also part of the Established Ventures team. He's going to be sharing the VC Minute. So take it away, Rich. Hi, this is Rich Malloy with Established Ventures, bringing you the VC Minute. Quick advice to help startup founders fundraise better. Let's talk about asking for referrals to investors. The wrong thing is to say, hey, please introduce me to investors. The wrong thing is to say, hey, please introduce me to investors. There's not a lot I can do with that. Which ones? Why would I intro you? Who have you talked to? Who's passed on you? Who haven't you talked to? What's the right fit for you? What do I send them? You need to make it as easy as possible for your network to make referrals for you. First, you should have a target list of introductions that you would like. Research this in advance, of course, and let your network know who you want introductions to. Next, forward along that list along with an investor deck. And finally, include an intro paragraph that somebody can copy paste into their own email. I call this, don't make me think, don't make me work. When you make it as easy as possible for people to make connections for you, they will. If you ask them to do work for you, they probably won't. It'll probably get buried and you'll probably get nothing out of it. Be specific, provide the materials that that is needed, and people will take that action and take that step for you. And if you'd like access to our network of investors, then apply to Startup of the Year. We hold weekly office hours that are only open to applicants. There's no cost and there's no catch except, of course, to be part of the Startup of the Year program. That's all for the VC Minute. Back to you, Frank. Great stuff, Rich. Thank you so much. That's some great advice for anybody looking for introductions, especially to investors. Your main thing that we all have lack is time. So if you can save us all time, we're going to be able to help you uh, more quickly and, and more efficiently and obviously be more open to it. So um, great stuff. Next up, we've got our Director of Partnerships, da- Jackie Dietrich who is going to be sharing some partner updates. She's working with a number of different groups. We have a lot of different groups we work with on a regular basis. So take it away, Jackie. 
Hey, startup community, it's Jackie Dietrich, Community Partnership Maven here at Established, where we're connecting your startup to business opportunities, investor networks, and resources, especially if your startups in communities that are typically overlooked and underestimated. We've got over 100 local and regional partner organizations that are also invested in and are supporting entrepreneurs, and we wanted to share what a few of them are up to with you. If you're a founder that's military connected, Bunker Labs is doing some pretty amazing virtual town halls to help your business in the midst of economic uncertainty. You can check those out on their Facebook page. Uh, several Bunker Labs startups are going to be competing in our Startup of the Year Summit for a $10,000 cash prize this year. Our friends at Hello Alice launched the Black-Owned Business Resource Center and are hosting resources, including organizations like Black Founders, Digital Undivided, and Afrotech, as well as a $10,000 Business for All grant, specifically for Black business owners. If you need some business assistance, uh, community member WiseHer connects you to consultants, coaches, and executives that can work on your business challenge, 30 minutes on demand for $49. If you're based in Florida, Embark Collective would like help with a survey for Florida's entrepreneurial community to help identify needs and opportunities. At Founders Beta, startup members can get talent through matchup events and job fairs, along with a host of other resources. From the investment community, Backstage Capital is in the house on September 3rd for our Startup of the Year pitch event, and it's your chance to tune in to absorb what they and other investors are looking for in your pitch. And there's some great articles about uh, VCs evaluating companies in the remote area era at NFX.com. For all of these resources or to email me uh, about an organization that's supporting or invested in you that I should know about, please check out the show notes. Enjoy. Thank you so much, Jackie. Those are some really valuable uh, resources and programs that that uh, startups can definitely benefit from. Um, so thank you for sharing that with our listeners here and definitely uh, something that uh, we're going to continue to do as lots of opportunities, startup opportunities galore here on the Startup of the Year podcast. So definitely uh, good stuff. Lastly, we're going to have our CTO uh, and one of our founding members of the established team, uh, Joe Corbett, join us for a kind of a couple minutes of tech tips that he's he wanted to share he's always working on things and uh wants to make sure that we all stay connected online so especially through this time when we're all working from home so joe take it away hello startup of the year podcast listeners i'm joe corbett cto and founding member of established my two minute tech tips for you are going to focus on something i just personally experienced which was five days of uh, almost no power had some on a generator and uh, very limited internet. So I'm gonna to talk to you about the things that actually got me through that experience that you might wanna consider now that um, many of us are still trapped at home. Uh, having that sort of backup infrastructure like you might find in a corporate office is nice and I know most of you don't have that. But here's a couple of things that really helped me. First thing is I had a backup connection. That's the most important thing. I might be unique in this way that I have a like cellular network backup that is plugged into my main router and automatically switches over. I understand not all of you are going to do that, but I would remind you that your smartphone uh, in 90% of cases is able to tether to whatever device you like. So if your primary internet goes down, consider hopping onto your, your phone as a hotspot. So don't forget your hotspot backup connection, you need that. Second thing that helped me get through it is 
Uh, while we had some limited power, I could run my computer. A lot of my other devices, phones and things, I wanted to charge simultaneously, but uh, due to limited power, like I said, I ended up relying on, on a little solar panel with a USB charger. You can find these on Amazon. They're pretty cool. Basically, I'd set this thing up in my driveway, hook up a, d a device to it or even a battery pack, get that thing charged in a few hours. I'd have some battery for the, for the evening. So uh, I recommend having something like that that can generate power that doesn't require you to go find a gas station, that doesn't uh, require you to hop on an exercise bike hooked up to a generator, whatever crazy things you might have out there. So to recap, Get that backup connection ready to go. You never know when you're going to lose it. Being able to keep that, that work flowing is great. And go ahead and find a way to make a alternative power. And in that case, I'd say solar is your way to go. And that's my two-minute tech tip. Wow, Joe, those are some great tips. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, I think I'm going to have to follow some of those myself because it makes my blood pressure go up when the internet goes out or the power goes out. So thanks for those tips. Next up, uh, I wanted to share some... Uh, an update for our next event. We're doing these pop-up events. Ever since COVID hit, we started doing online events and we have produced, uh, this will be, I think, our fourth event in the last uh, few months. And it'll be focused on Black Founders. So on September 3rd, mark your calendar, 4 p.m. You're not going to want to miss this uh, event, which includes uh, five Black Founders uh, coming and pitching their startups. They're going to be pitching a group of, of judges for a chance at $1,000 in cash, as well as an extra... Um, amazing opportunity in that you're going to be fast-tracked to our finals of our summit, which is another opportunity to connect with judges and, and pitch more investors and build relationships. And so there'll be one of the semifinalists, in, uh, there's 100 semifinalists coming to our annual summit. They'll be fast-tracked to be one of those semifinalists. Uh, that semifinalist spot will actually uh, happen on November 9th and 10th at our annual summit. So our eighth annual start of the year summit is happening November 9th and 10th. So mark a calendar for that too. But it's a great opportunity for any startup to participate and get a chance to, to be involved in this program, start your program and, and get a chance to be in front of more um, potential folks that might be interested in their company as well as uh, building relationships along the way. I think last year we had over 500 meetings in a day. Um, a lot of startups get a lot of different one-on-one -on -one meetings with different investors and, and folks that might help them. Um, so really great opportunity. So register for those events uh, online. You can register by clicking the links in the show notes. I'll be sharing that as well. Okay, now back to the back to the program. Now we got that out of the way, but we're basically going to have uh, a program here showcasing our previous uh, event. Uh, we previously recorded this event as the start of the year online pitch event, which we hosted in honor of U.S. veteran founders. So kind of similar to the one that we're going to be producing um, here in, in a few weeks or a month or so with Black founders. This one was focused on .us or U.S. veteran founders and was sponsored by .us. Uh, we've got a whole program this year, which is very exciting, focused on U.S. veterans. It's the .us Startup of the Year program. We're actually going to be giving away $10,000 in as um, a cash prize at our summit to a veteran-led company. So this a particular pop-up event fast-tracked a company to that event uh, to the finals as well or semifinals as well as um, you know showcase the fact that this is an opportunity so I hope you enjoy the the uh, recording here it was a great event a lot of great companies so let's listen in hello and welcome I'm Frank Gruber and I'm Jen Consalvo and we're the co-CEOs of Established thanks for joining us today we're really glad you're here Right. All right, let's get going. I know it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Our first startup is um, is coming out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, uh, and they are the name of their company is Gov Lee A. So let's hear it for Gov Lee A. 
for the first pitch. State and local government agencies spend more than $1.7 trillion annually. And some of these funds are actually set aside for women-owned, minority-owned, and veteran-owned companies. But without a certification, businesses are missing out on millions of dollars. So why aren't businesses participating? Because the current processes are archaic, outdated, and it requires the use of multiple platforms or paper-intensive processes in 2020. Hi, my name is Shakia Kegler. I'm a Navy veteran who has purchased supplies, a business owner who has sold supplies, and the founder and CEO of GovLier. GovLier is a business-to-government marketplace that simplifies public procurement and supplier diversity. Our solution allows government agencies to streamline and digitize processes while businesses benefit from creating one profile, one time to get registered, certified, and bid on opportunities with multiple government agencies and prime contractors. Our team of four has experience working in local government, creating complex technology solutions and conducting disparity studies with multiple state and local government agencies. The GovTech industry is a $99.8 billion industry supported by both government agencies and small businesses. Our business model is a freemium model that upgrades to premium subscription packages monthly. And we also sometimes get contracts with government agencies. Since starting GovLier, we've experienced significant traction. We work with more than 250 small businesses, prime contractors, and government agencies, and we were recently selected as a 2020 Camelback Fellow. Because at GovLier, we understand that small business ownership is at the heart of economic growth and development in America. But not only does it simplify processes, it increases economic opportunities for women-owned, minority-owned, and veteran-owned companies in the communities we represent. Thank you. First is always hard to go, you know, it's hard to go first, but she did a great job. And uh, let's get the judges in here. We're gonna welcome uh, Shakia. She's the founder that we just saw, uh, and she's gonna get some questions and Q&A from the judges. So judges, please raise your physical hands um, <laughs> on camera and we can call on you. And uh, don't forget to unmute yourself or if you're, if you're muted right now, so you can, you can talk. Okay, so let's just go, I'll go left to right right now on my screen. So Kim, do you wanna go first? Certainly. Um, congratulations on the success of your business. Uh, you know, such an impressive uh, 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 traction that you have accomplished. Um, so you mentioned that you were an entrepreneur before, as well as a server seller of products to um, government contracts. Of the companies that you've worked with, how many have you helped them with being able to uh, procure contracts and also uh, what is the actual uh, contract value of those uh, assist those um, contracts that you've helped award? Okay, uh, so for the previous businesses or for for my previous business or any of the businesses? Uh, uh, your uh, GovLia. Okay, uh, so with GovLia, we've helped uh, small businesses in terms of training and getting developed and prepared to work with government agencies. So we've actually helped over 20, uh, 250 businesses get registered, certified, uh, and prepare to bid on opportunities with governments. Uh, but as terms, uh, in terms of knowing the actual amount of those contracts, I don't have the number for that, but I will get back with you uh, after we do a follow-up with some of those businesses. Next up from New York, New York, we have Milk Money Kitchens. Let's watch your pitch. Welcome to Milk Money Kitchens. I'm Nancy Preston. 
I am the founder and CEO and former Army engineer, and now we rent commercially licensed kitchen spaces by the hour to help food businesses launch and grow. These are some of our private kitchens. They're perfect for pop-ups, and in the rest of our 4,400 square foot facility in the East Village of New York City is where caterers, food truck owners, wedding cake makers, and even packaged food brands can launch and grow their, and scale their operations. So imagine a donut shop. That first donut will cost $400,000 to go to market, but here, that first donut will cost you $42 an hour. And who doesn't have $42 an hour to start a food business? We are gonna be instrumental in changing the way the food industry runs and in the recovery of our food businesses after our national emergency. Remember too that we are a social entrepreneurship. We give free hours and free services to launch and grow businesses from our lower income and veteran population. Now I'd like to show you how we make money. So not only with kitchen rentals, with a stream of uh, different revenue streams and consulting and contracting, actually being our top performers during COVID because we've been rehabbing and restructuring businesses to survive during this time. Not only money do we create, we create value. 85% of New York City food startups fail in under five years. And 60% of those failures happen in the first year of the launch. So how do we measure the value that we're creating? And it's through the revenue and the success of our food businesses. If you notice that 92% of our businesses are minority, female, black, and veteran owned. And we also do well by doing good for our community. And the only way that we can be successful is with a team that is built to both build value and generate revenue. So thank you so much. All right, questions from the judges. Just Raise your hand and we'll start with whomever's ready to go. Burundi, I see you first. Let's start with you. Nancy, uh, thank you for the presentation. Can you share a bit more about your team and its background and why you are the ones that are solving this problem? So, uh, risky business in New York City, mostly because it's extremely litigious, a litigious environment and it's extremely expensive. So in order to mitigate our risks, we have a, a top real estate developer as our real estate advisor. We have a top real estate litigator. <laughs> and we also have one of the top culinary uh, directors from one of the New York City uh, uh, culinary schools. Uh, in addition to that, my CFO and I are more interested in the numbers because of this risk of our environment. So uh, she, her credentials are special. Uh, she is the founder of her own uh, financial structure and consulting firm, but she's also the CEO of The Laundress. Uh, and she led the $100 million acquisition of The Laundress uh, two years ago to Unilever. So now she is also my CFO, and uh, that's how we are going to make this profitable and make our food businesses profitable as well. All right. Two, moving, I can't moving see. right along, we've got Target Arm. I'm Jeff McChesney, the CEO and founder of Target Arm. Imagine a world where you could get a package delivered to your home within 10 minutes of ordering it, and not the normal two days. Or that the military didn't have to stop to set up to launch and recover a drone and possibly get shot in the process. And in both those cases, using the exact same solution. That capability is available today. Our device enables launch and recovery of both rotary and fixed wing drones from any moving vehicle, autonomously, and even during high wind conditions. 
As can be seen here, our two sets of counterpost pin arrays capture the drone from a static position and then release it. And while we're moving, the air goes through the pins. The drone is trying to fly and is unable to until the pins retract, and then it just flies away. The same occurs for recovery. The drone ends up just continuing to fly, the pins captured out of the air, and here we are showing 65 miles per hour. We're dual use capable for both commercial and military, from package delivery to armored personnel carriers, to offshore oil and gas, and the offshore wind farms as our initial targets. We have a $22 billion total addressable market just in the United States, with $5 billion for the military and $17 billion for package delivery, both using a direct sales model. There's no other competing technology when you take a look at the axis about operating at speed or the other axis operating with multiple drones for both rotary and fixed wing. Virtually all the funding today is occurring down in the bottom left-hand quadrant and TargetOn owns the top right. Our strategic timeline follows where we can operate today, starting off with the military, then leading into the offshore arena and then into package delivery over the next five years. Our development follows exactly the same timeline with our minimally viable product due August of 2020. We've got deep industry experience from aviation, from manufacturing, and drones. We've gained significant traction already with contracts with the Air Force, the Army, and BAE systems. So we're target arm, and we're drones on the move. Wow. That is really cool. <laughs> I can just imagine those little trucks going down the street and shooting off drones everywhere and delivering packages. All right. Welcome. <laughs> you're, out, you're coming in from uh, Richfield, Connecticut. How are we doing today? I am. Thanks for having me. Good. All right, judges, who's got the first question? All right, Darren, go ahead. A great presentation and uh, pretty neat uh, to, to include the moving part there. Um, so tell me a little bit about those uh, three contracts that you mentioned at the end. Uh, what's, uh, what's going to be the revenue generated out of those in the next 12 months? Uh, those should generate, I'll uh, do a quick math in my head here, should be uh, just under 1.5 million. 1.5 million. Excellent. And uh, you saw, I saw an ask of three to 5 million. What's the money going to go for? Uh, predominantly uh, the, the uh, use on that will be for sales and marketing. I'm trying to expand up as you saw in my, my timeline there, leading from the military into oil and gas and offshore wind farms, and then into package delivery. So sales and marketing will be the predominant use. And obviously as we continue to expand with sales, we'll be putting some money into the expansion of sales, but that's predominantly being run by uh, the revenue that's coming in today. Next up, we've got T-Care out of St. Louis, Missouri. So we'll see their pitch in a minute. All right, T-Care. Three years ago, my wife and I were on the verge of divorce. Based on the challenges that I had taking care of my mother-in-law that had stage four lymphoma cancer living with us. Hi, everyone. My name is Ali Amadi, CEO of T-Care. And at T-Care, we are a enterprise-facing software solution that is specifically designed to identify the root cause to family caregivers burnout and provide the right support at the right time. I'm a former US Naval aviator that was trained to be in combat situations, but I found myself lost in how to take care of an elder loved one and navigating those uncharted territories. We are now proud to say that we are the country's only evidence-based, Medicaid approved, and federally accredited family caregiver support program in the country our software system is designed to be used by social workers, care coordinators to identify root cause of a family caregiver's burnout, create a care plan, and make a referral into local community-based resources that would help that caregiver 
take care of their loved one. Our system identifies the risk in stress and depression levels, and then distributes the right resources at the right time, right place. In my wife's case and I, the algorithms determined that in our care plan, we needed marriage counseling, and then identified three blocks away from our house, there's a local church that does free family counseling sessions. Our business model is based on an annual software licensing subscription per social worker, per care coordinator at the enterprise institutions. And we have three different verticals of clients, state departments of health, the actual Medicaid and Medicare health plans and private insurance companies. We are a team of 26 full-time employees. Over half of us are military veterans based out of St. Louis, Missouri. Thank you. All right, let's get Ali in here. Let's see, here he comes. Welcome Ali. Now some questions. Hi there. Thank oh, you everyone for your time. Yeah, definitely. All right, who, who wants to kick it off? Raise your hands. Brenda. Ali, thank you so much. Uh, this is both very timely, what's going on and, uh, you know, with COVID-19 uh, and certainly very necessary. You mentioned that you, part of what you do is you help identify local community-based resources. Um, how do you go about identifying them for inclusion or vetting them? Is that part of what you offer or is that already from a curated list? How does that work? Very good question. That is part of a um, part of the proprietary seven step system. One of those systems is is those community community based database of resources that we've now created across the 55,000 zip codes across the country, every uh, and US territories anywhere Medicaid touches. Um, our process is a myriad of scrapers, crawlers, spiders, and then we have human Turks on the back end that use the uh, different methods of robocalling and uh, human uh, augmented calls to actually call and vet and understand payment processes. And then um, we actually have a refresher every 30 days uh, that, that actually refreshes those community-based resources. Additionally, we have a built-in crowdsourcing model that these boots on the ground field uh, social workers are actually feeding the system as well. And so it's uh, it, it's a myriad of tools that, that feed that whole system and stays consistent. Yeah, can I just do one other follow-up question? Uh, and so do you have to be concerned with HIPAA compliance at all or are you outside of that system? No, absolutely. So uh, we are deployed on Microsoft Azure. We are a SOC 2 type two and high trust compliant system we have um clients like united healthcare anthem cigna washington state's department of health alaska department of health we would not have been uh approved as a as a as a approved supplier if uh if our high trust and infosec team was not um up to par okay. excellent all right so last but not least and if you're not already impressed by all of today's presenters or by um, my fun facts. Or by Frank's fun facts. Uh, then be prepared for startup number five, True Genomics from Rockville, Maryland. Let's roll their pitch. My name is Charles Kathlin, CEO of True Genomics, the precision behavioral health company. And we've developed a genomic biomarker test and bioinformatics platform to help individuals who are at high risk for post-traumatic stress and other mental health conditions. 
Every day, 21 veterans commit suicide in our country. That's almost one every hour, largely because they go undiagnosed for mental health conditions. Our current system uses subjective methods, self-reporting surveys as gold standards. Imagine if you had cancer or COVID and you were asked to fill out a survey. That would be unacceptable. But now we have the power of genomics where we can identify the susceptibility for conditions as PTSD much earlier. Our test works by collecting a blood sample, sequencing the DNA, and feeding that genomic information into our bioinformatics platform and generating a report for the clinician to help with early intervention. Let me be clear, PTSD is not a veteran issue. It's a global public health issue. And we're currently working with the Army on a PTSD study. And we've also signed an agreement to pilot our test in the VA healthcare system. We've also partnered with Sanford Health, who has opened up their $150 million precision medicine lab to our company and has also led our seed round investment. We're getting this interest from such organizations because our company is at the forefront of genomics and behavioral health, and we're at its intersection. This is a $64 billion total addressable market. Our team is designed to bring this to the market. We have extensive experience within military medicine and health research. I served as chief of staff of the Defense and uh, Veterans Brain Injury Center. My chief medical officer is a 30-year Army physician, and my chief scientific officer and co-founder, uh, Dr. Cunningham, is a molecular biologist and, and spent 10 years at the VA studying this issue. I thank you for your time. Welcome, right. Welcome Charles. Charles. <laughs> Great pitch. Fantastic. So who would like to start with the first question? Darren, go ahead. Hey, great pitch. Uh, just a quick uh, question. What's your ask? And uh, do you have any traction uh, as far as sales? Yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, one of the things I didn't mention is our seed round is actually still open. We, we just raised, fortunately, right before COVID, we were able to raise a little bit of uh, seed, seed funding from Stanford Health and Viking Global. Um, we did a pause on on that on that round, but we're opening it back up now. It's, it seems like investors are starting to uh, um, be more more open right now. Um, uh, in terms in terms of traction, uh, I did mention that uh, we have an agreement that that we inked with the uh, with the VA, and we're looking actually for um, uh, PIs right now within the VA healthcare system to do a a, a multi-site pilot uh, of our test. So we're very very excited about that. And we're also uh, partnered with the recently with the University of, of Maryland um, to also do some additional research to include the uh, VA uh, Healthcare Center in Baltimore. Thank you, judges. Uh, you did a great job. Thanks for all those great questions. Um, thank you for hanging in here with us. And also uh, wanted to get you guys a chance to, to maybe share some some final thoughts or advice for any of these startups or anyone that's out there that's watching that's starting up. So I guess we can kind of do a, a round the horn, if you will, on the baseball. An, uh, term uh, if you're not familiar. We're gonna go around the horn. Uh, we're gonna go, let's see, should we go, let's see, which way should we go? We should probably go first. So let's do, uh, let's do Jason first. Uh, I, all I wanna say is uh, incredible job. I mean, I echo uh, Frank and Jen on just, yeah, I'm, I'm floored by uh, our veterans and, and I shouldn't be because I get to hang out with them all the time, but uh, I continue to be really excited every time I get the opportunity to speak with somebody who's worn a uniform and now uh, as an entrepreneur growing a new business. So incredible job. Um, I guess the only, only bit of advice I would have is as you continue for all of you who are in the kind of dual use working government sales and, uh, and private commercial sales is consider both 
revenue models as close together as you possibly can. We found, you know, having kind of very two fundamental different sales approaches just creates a lot of burden on companies as small and young as yours. So, uh, you know, keep it up. And if you have to pick one, pick one and then and then get to the other later. But uh, incredible job and looking forward to uh, learning and, and seeing your continued success in the future. Great. Thank you, Jason. Let's go over to and I don't actually have the same look that everyone else does. So, uh, Brenda, who's, you want to go next? Sure. Um, thank you again to all of you um, amazing founders. Uh, for me, it reinforces that human ingenuity is continues to be the best technology that we have. Um, and all of your ideas, as well as your grittiness comes through. Um, the one thing I would suggest for everyone is just, you know, focus, learn, uh, take those learnings and reiterate in terms of experimentation and grow and make it happen. You clearly know how to lead. You clearly have had rich and deep experiences and you clearly have the passion to make this happen. So uh, kudos to all of you and thank you again. Great, thank you. All right, let's go to Jennifer. Jennifer, next. Sure, um, two pieces of advice. Um, build yourself a network of peer entrepreneurs that you can have, um, I guess, a, a Zoom call with on a monthly basis, a safe place where you can tell them all of your problems and all your successes and help each other. Um, that's so invaluable. Um, and second one is pitch everyone. Um, you never know who, when the world opens back up, who's standing in front of you at Starbucks or behind you or at the grocery store or at um, your childcare pickup. Um, just share your story with everybody, get the practice in and make it better. Great, thank you, Jennifer. And thanks for being part of this. Next up, let's go to Kim. Kim. Want to share a couple of words? Certainly. Um, so very impressive companies. And just following along uh, some of the advice of some of the other judges is, uh, you know, it is going to be uh, around um, focus. Um, you know, you may have to pick a specific um, segment to validate what you're doing, but just recognize with some of that picking um, that you think about what validation or story does that tell to make it so that you can leverage that to go to the next section um, and and include the validation of you know your revenue and economics along the way uh, but otherwise uh, great great uh, groups of companies great thank you Kim and last but not least Darren yes uh, once uh, once again I, I echo everybody else's comments uh, a couple of couple of quick additions though is uh, you know this is what I do I love you guys every one of them uh, great presentations. Uh, don't be afraid to state up front the ask. Only one of the presentations had that ask in it. The rest of them, I had to ask the question. Uh, right. Even if it's to, you know, come up and say, I want to win this pitch competition. I'm not raising money. Say that, okay? But just don't be afraid to ask. I, you, the presentations today make me more solid than ever that I believe military uh, uh, make the best entrepreneurs. You got the grit, you got the determination, you just got to get in there and you just got to grind it out. And every one of you have done that on the battlefield, you're going to do it in the boardroom. So great job by everybody. Remember your ask, uh, talk to the numbers because people are going to come to you for the story, but they're also going to come to you for the business case and the ROI. So make sure you explain both of those, what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. Happy to help you in that area. Just uh, please uh, get a hold of me afterwards too. Would love to continue the dialogue with each and every one of you. Thank you, Darren. And thank you all. Great job, judges. Great advice. Really appreciate you all being a part of it. It's uh, 
you know, I know you're everyone's busy right now, probably doing a lot of different uh, calls and whatnot. And and I thank you for your time. So, all right. So all it's right. about that time, Jen. It's about the time. We're going to announce the winners first. Soon. Thank you again to Dot US for sponsoring today's incredible event mm -hmm. and for the generous swag they sent yeah, all of our startups, supplies. a we bunch got... of cool things, t-shirts, power supplies, pens, moleskins, yep. really Starts nice little US. package of things. So thank you, Dot US. And we're going to do our pre people's choice first because all those people that are out there on the internet watching all day here, uh, they had a chance to vote and they had a chance to, to, to weigh in. And we actually have something they're going to win a silver microphone trophy to be put in their trophy case. Just similar, like Jason. Just, yeah, similar to Jason's, I think, <laughs> something like that uh, is what we're talking about when we talk about trophy cases. And the winner of the this year, this, this actual event's People's Choice Award is T Care. So congratulations. Congratulations, T-Care. Come on up. Come on up. Ali, do we have you here? Studio audience is really delayed. <laughs> Got a delayed studio audience today. Nice job. Hey, nice nice work, so Ali. Uh, I want to appreciate and thank uh, everybody. We have a very uh, uh, valuable network that we've built, and uh, T-Care would not be here without the support of the uh, the military, I, I want to say thank you to Patriot Bootcamp, the, the military veteran program of Techstars that uh, uh, I'm both alumni and and, and, a, and a mentor there. They've been instrumental in getting our pre-seed round. I, I, getting T-Care off the ground would not have happened without Patriot Bootcamp and uh, some of the other uh, net, military veteran network organizations. So thank you all. That's great. Fantastic to hear. Thank you for being we're, here. We're going to quickly uh, do a quick photo because everyone, oh, he's gone. We forgot <laughs> to grab our photo. We'll do it after. Thank you so much. We don't want to pop him back in here. He's teleporting back and forth. I know. I don't know what that it's can do. Exhausting. Yeah, your body. I don't know if that's good for you or not. All right. Um, so are we ready? Yes. The winner of today's Start of the Year virtual pitch competition will receive a gold microphone trophy automatically advance Start of the Year Summit Fall is True Genomics. <laughs> All right. All right, so good Congratulations. Charles, you here? And I heard you and you and Ali have done some battling on the ground before. So it's really interesting that the two of you came right up here. So congratulations. Yeah, yeah, Ali is, is, is awesome. Um, definitely uh strong competition uh, in this, this event. I've met um, at least one of the other founders before and I, I'm just I'm just shocked, thank you. All right, that was a great event. Thank you to, again to all the judges and big great congratulations to True, Gen True Genomics and uh, what a great job pitching. Uh, also a great job to our, our people's choice, which was T-Care, um, got, the, got the people's support. So nice job out there and thanks again for listening and remember, if you're out there and you're listening and you like what you hear, please review us on your podcasting system. It helps us bubble up and find more, more listeners that might be helped uh, by this podcast. So really appreciate you listening and definitely do that if you get a chance uh, and share it with others so they can subscribe and, and get some of these helpful tips and tidbits as well as some of our startup um, startup showcasing, if you will, as well. So if you have a startup idea out there and you want to get it started right away, for, don't don't forget that today, not tomorrow, but today is the best day for you to start up because ultimately you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And it is 2020, so who knows? It's been a wild year. So with that, I'm Frank Gruber signing off. Stay well, everybody. 
and be safe out there. And thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening to the Startup of the Year podcast. Be sure to subscribe and we'll be back with another episode soon.